It's me. I'm Wilson. The show is called Canada Talk ND because we talk about cannabis uh, from the state of North Dakota. If there's a North Dakota news regarding any sort of cannabis or form of legalization or whatever, we're going to talk about it. Uh, we're talking about cannabis in a positive light. 420, we open a big fat bag of cannabis news, and you know that's going to happen right at 420 to 420-something because I'm not good at math, and that's just that's what you get. So anyway, welcome again. We're going to talk about cannabis in a positive light. I'm excited to go. We got stuff to uh, talk about. 424 Shore. Right after me, Stinky Arts Music Mart. Locals on the Eight. Radio Free Madness. Black Ring Ritual wraps up your Thursday. Uh, you certainly got other days. You can tune in and listen because that's what we want you to do. Uh, BlackCottageAlchemy.com is being is bringing you this show about cannabis. The body butter is what you want in your cabinet, and uh, I suggest you jump out of your Jump out of your pajamas, jump into your Tesla, and get downtown to Toji Products. Get inside there and get you some. And there's also Black Cottage Alchemy also does candles and all-natural soaps and stuff. So, again, thank you, Black Cottage Alchemy, for sponsoring today's Can of Talk Indie with Wilson. I believe cannabis was given to us by our creator upstairs, God himself, to use uh, however we humans see fit. And the man got in the way of it. And uh, demonized it, ironically. And uh, I worshipped a man who created it, or the God, Jesus himself, Antioch Church, Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. However, I'll be at Dickinson, New Life Pentecostal. Instead, since I'm going to visit my kid, that's going to be exciting. I leave early Saturday morning. Going to get my hair cut, maybe. And then I'm going to eat brunch by 11. So again, there you have it. So strap on your resin-soaked seatbelt. We got a show to do. Uh, Can I talk ND on Instagram? Normally I post a picture and say that, you know, it's getting ready to come on. But, of course, I didn't. I don't know what's wrong with me. What's wrong with me, people? It's probably because my pet donkey has been feeding me cannabis butts. That's probably it. You know, my Jack, Jenny's cool. Jack's always trying to feed me stuff. You know what I mean? Them stinking donkeys, you know, once you once you get them in the house, they're going to want some cheese. And once you give them some cheese, they're going to want some cannabis, cannabis buds. And that's just the way it's, that's just the way it is. Again, thanks for tuning in. KRFF 95.9 LPFM, RadioFreeFargo.org, streaming everywhere. Right before me, side stage with Trav. Kind of talking to you with Wilson right now till 5. 420, we open up a concentrated bag of cannabis news for each and every one of you dummies just kidding i love you dummy anyway i digress it's a crisp day here in fargo welcome to the world as we know it can talk in d on youtube we'll play this minus the music guides i've uh, been shaping up like around monday uh, again, the, uh, podcast platforms, the one with the word pot in it and the one with the fruit also pushes this minus the music. Again, I would prefer you came here every Thursday, four to five on Radio Free Fargo and get your fill of cannabis news here. We're going to talk a little bit about North Dakota at 420. We've got, uh, some other things to talk about. THCO. If you've never heard of THCO, we're going to talk about that. That's an interesting non-cannabinoid that is a non-product made from a cannabinoid that was extracted from cbd so we'll talk about that it's kind of like a weird substrain of delta 8 but uh again that's becoming a thing people are talking about so we're going to talk about that at 420 again 
Thank you for tuning in and listening to me. We're going to get into this first ditty here. It's a brand new spoon. Feels all right. Off there. Lucifer on the sofa. Oh, boy. That's feels all right. Spoon. Lucifer on the sofa. That's brand stinking new. So, uh, so there you have it. Radio Free Fargo. Care double F 95.9. Moorhead Fargo is where we're hailing. And I sure do appreciate you coming through. Uh, 420, we're going to open a big fat bag of cannabis news. And uh, you know that's going to happen. So uh, stick around and we will uh, we will get to it. Again, Indy for Freedom of Cannabis Act. Did not get the signatures. Did not make the... Uh, the deadline so uh they're regrouping we'll talk a little bit about what they got going on they did an article in the newspaper or in the news so we'll look at that and see uh see what's going on again uh we're going to talk about cannabis in a positive light programming on krwf 95.9 lpfm is being underwritten by rough cut social they are fargo's ultimate entertainment destination for axe throwing enjoy fun with family and friends a stellar team building excursion or bark your party rough cut comes complete with a full beer wine and soda bar for your perfect time out they're located at 1100 np avenue suite 102 in fargo check out roughcutsocial.com for more info so again normally i would talk about the push for you know north dakota legalizing of cannabis and uh that's that's what i would talk about right in here so i haven't really figured it out but i thought here's an article by cannabis moment cannabis icon willie nelson pushes for the legalization of comfort in super bowl ad for shoes okay so willie nelson wants to legalize and if you watch the super bowl and i didn't uh, apparently there was like tongue in cheek here and, uh, he basically did a sketcher commercial and it was going to set to air during the Super Bowl. Again, you guys probably seen it. Uh, the shoe company has frequently presented commercials at the football event, but this one makes a significant cannabis moment in the commercial, which specifically avoids explicit mention of cannabis, but strongly implies that the plan is the subject, which I do want to add that people have tried to advertise cannabis products or cannabis just cannabis stuff on the super bowl and it's never been allowed despite how much money so this is kind of funny how they backdoor it and it's a shoe commercial uh willie nelson says he spent years advocating for the legalization of the one thing that can bring comfort to millions sketchers he says you see sketchers should be illegal the artist donning a shirt with that legalized slogan says before being cut up by a director response i don't think sketchers are illegal anywhere and this is the ad but to feel so good, I just assumed a man made them illegal. Nelson, described with an on-screen Chiron as an activist and comfort expert, says viewers are left to connect the dots to cannabis for themselves. No, the director says, not even a little illegal. Like, you can wear them to a concert, but not to a kid's soccer game, Nelson asks. You can wear sketchers anywhere, the director says. Well, past the sketchers. The ad ends with an on-screen slogan, sketchers legalize comfort. While cannabis use for adults has been extremely normalized, Super Bowl is a major advertising opportunity. Uh, I can't resist making an appearance during the Super Bowl, Nelson said, and I'm doing this because of a message we can all agree on. Everyone deserves the right to feel comfortable. So, there you got it. Willie Nelson, tongue-in-cheek. And that was kind of uh, interesting, too, because, uh, like I said, uh, Ricky Williams... He was a football player, and he chose another path. Now he's got his own uh, 
strain coming out. There's an article in CannabisNow.com. I was going to talk about it, but it would have just been me reading this big stinking article. So I'm not going to do that. But again, North Dakota, not a whole lot going on. Uh, the ND for Freedom of Cannabis Act. North Dakota Cannabis Caucus does have things. They're in the works, so we'll keep you posted. But the other group, nothing. Uh, legislators, I, I haven't heard nothing. Uh, now, South Dakota does have legislators creating leg legislation for legalization, but they already, you know, have already voted it in. So this seems kind of, you know, like stupid. But it is what it is. Again, we'll talk about THCO. That's stinking 420. RadioFreeFargo.org, KRWF 95.9 LPFM is what you're listening to. Right before me was Side Stage with Trav. Right after me, Stinky Arts Music Mart, Locals on the 8. Black Ring Ritual. I hope everybody's enjoying their Thursday. I know I'm having a good time. I'm feeling better, man, dudes, ladies. Uh, I'm almost like six months clean. No kratom, no nothing. I mean, well, not no nothing, but again... Wow. As I look back these last six months, and even as you guys were listening to me, man, that, those first three weeks were hell. I don't care what people say about Kratom. I mean, they can talk about placebos or it was all in my head, but whatever was all in my head was nasty. And I mean, I can't believe the difference between now and then, to be honest with each and every one of you. So again, it was a good alternative to get off speed, but Man, all of a sudden, three years later, and I couldn't even live without the stupid thing I took that I couldn't think that I didn't think I could live without the other stuff. So by the grace of God and tenacity and uh, natural medicines and just some balls, I guess, I'm standing here today, six months clean from any nefarious substances. They trust me on the stage at church. They let me play the drummy drums. And, you know, I mean, it's amazing. You know, people look at me, they go, man, who is that handsome 19-year-old? I'm like, stop it. But anyway, let's let's listen to a little tunes. Here's brand new Kurt Vile, seven minutes long. I apologize for that. But uh, you guys can uh, you guys can manage, I'm sure. At the end of this, we'll get right into uh, Can I Talk ND with Wilson. Here's again, brand new Like Exploding Stones, Kurt Vile. Got me going one, two. Like Exploding Stones, Kurt Vile. Off the new album, Watch My Moves, here on KRWF 95.9 LPFM, RadioFreeFargo.org. Uh, I think you could call that audio quaaludes. And now that everybody's chilled out, I think it's time to uh, do what I do. Here's the intro song. Kind of talking D with Wilson. 420, we open a big fat bag of cannabis news, and I'm unzipping it as we speak. Yo, it's Wilson from Canatalk ND. You know, the super awesome show you're getting ready to listen to. I think you should go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'll wait. Okay, enjoy the show. And we'll drop it right before he starts talking. Why not? Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome. Each and every one of you, good to see you. Hey, one of you guys don't have a winter jacket on. Good for you. You're probably not from Fargo. But again, we're going to talk about cannabis in a positive light, so strap in, and here we go. If you got a medical card, why don't you get some ice out of the freezer and put it in that cylindrical tube that provides, you know, antidepressive feelings. That's the right word. Yeah. 
Well, anyway, we got an article here from KXNet, uh, February 7th. North Dakota Cannabis Caucus sets its goal for the year, hopes to solve accessibility issues. It's a patient-driven political action committee. The mission is allowing citizens to grow cannabis. Uh, in the state, there are eight dispensaries. A committee member and sponsor says, though this may seem like a lot for North Dakota, accessibility is still an issue. It's It would sound like it because what you're saying is, is, you know, I don't know, do we have eight towns over 30,000? I mean, you say nobody else in any other town would be enough that they could utilize a dispensary. But when you think about it, there's always a Casey's and a, you know, couple other gas stations and a library. Is there still libraries? Probably not. But I'm just saying, you know, why not make a pharmacy the dispensary? You know, because I would imagine even small towns have a place to get, you know, meds. But anyway, according to this uh, committee member, in my case, she doesn't have a driver's license because of her illness. So it's rather dangerous sometimes for her to be out on the road, have to go through that. And I know that I'm not the only one, and there's many people in the state who live even further away from a dispensary, which, again, I didn't realize that was the case. Um, There's just problems of finding what she needs and whatever. Uh, So that the uh, Dustin says of the Freedom of Cannabis Act says that after the failed attempts in the past years to allow people with medical needs to grow their own, they are not giving up. So uh, what they're doing now is bringing it down to a statutory law. He said, we're going to circulate the Freedom of Cannabis Act in its form. And now what we have done is looked into the North Dakota criminalization laws and found that a half ounce of cannabis is up to a thousand dollar fine. So what we're going to do is change these fines to zero, increase the amounts to reflect closely on the medical program and also allow people to grow, which I I'm not so sure the majority of North Dakotans what they think about growing. But I guarantee you uh, that half ounce down doing nothing for nothing fee. That seems pretty plausible. I wouldn't even have to read it to vote for that. So uh, he says they're not looking to set up tax regulations or commercial sales and pushing this through, uh, well, free of jail and law enforcement resources. In the uh, coming weeks, they plan to introduce the newest changes they want to see in the Freedom of Cannabis Act. He says the goal is not to have dispensaries on every corner, but to create accessibility and be compassionate to those who need it for medicinal purposes. Absolutely. And as we get to, as we start talking about stuff here, like, like these guys here, cannabis moment. D.C. mayor signs bill to let older patients, that's like old people, you know, the, the ones over 90. I'm going to be 47 this year. Don't tell anybody. I was 46. Well, I'm 46 now. Just the other day, I was like a fresh-cheeked 46-year-old. Now I'm going to be 47, which if anybody knows, that's closer to 50 than 46. And I, I mean, I mean, just look at me. I, I shouldn't be 50, but I am. And uh, if I was way older and I lived in Washington, D.C., this mayor's going to get uh, older patients medical cannabis without doctors and create a 420 cannabis tax holiday. And I don't even know what that means, so let's find out. Uh, the D.C. mayor signed a bill into law that will expand access to the district's medical cannabis program in a series of ways. Uh, and we're talking about, in general, North Dakota making it easier for medical patients to become medical patients and that there is a trend here, and uh, this is kind of what I'm just showing you now. Now senior citizens will be able to self-certify their own eligibility without having to get a recommendation. I mean, and who knows better than the person with the gout, right? You know, hey, I got fuzzy cataracts. Oh, are you sure you're going to need that certified by a doctor? Listen, I can't see. I got cotton balls duct taped to my eyelids. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you could certify yourself. Why don't you go ahead and get yourself a a coffee cannabis strain that makes your eyes water. 
The law also further extends the registration renewal deadline for patients and creates a week-long medical cannabis tax relief holiday that coincides with the unofficial cannabis event known as 420. Well, slap each one of our living grandmothers and give them a medical condition because that's cool. They should do a cannabis tax relief holiday every year, everywhere. Mayor Muriel Bowser, uh, not to be confused with the Bowser on the Mario Brothers, signed the bill two weeks after D.C. Council voted unanimously in favor, which, of course, they did. The emergency legislation is meant to ease logistical burdens for patients in the jurisdiction and an incentive people to obtain cannabis from licensed dispensaries rather than buy their products from a gray market vendor who've taken advantage of a workaround. And there you go. So the Alcohol Beverage Regulation Administration, otherwise known as ABRA, again, not to be confused with the uh, bell-bottomed, um, high-heels, makeup-wearing group named ABBA, discussed the legislation in a press release on Tuesday, and it also announced that it would be launching a senior week. So uh, the senior week uh, ABRA director said, we appreciate the steps taken by the council to ease the burdens for qualifying patients. And finally, the measure creates an incentive, which I wanted to repeat because it is on my birthday, and you would not have to pay the 6% sales tax for the period of Friday through April 24th. So again, to not have your cannabis taxed for a whole week that coincides with 420 sounds like a crazy business ploy for all the dispensaries. And it just sounds like a really fun time to stretch 420 holiday into a whole week. Feel me? All right. Well, let's keep, uh, let's keep cruising here. Uh, we're going to talk about the seniors a little bit more because it's in the news. Hawaii Senate committee approves bill to legalize cannabis for senior citizens 65 and older. So in, what, 15, 14 years, maybe I'll move to Hawaii. But anyway, committee approved a bill to make it so people 65 and older can automatically qualify for cannabis. So again, they just, regardless of whether they have a diagnosed condition, that would otherwise make them eligible. And I would like to see this all the way across the board. I'd like to see North Dakota get behind some of this stuff. You know, because I always remember that lady, that 80 some year old lady, when we were getting signatures in the mall, who was on so who had been on so many debilitating pain meds. She was stuck at home, feeling miserable, couldn't comb her own hair, just a a ball of goo. And then medical cannabis became available in North Dakota. She got in line. She got her card. She got dressed. She put on her makeup. She zipped into her car. She buzzed to the mall and came over and hung out with us and explained how, how, you know, the difference between cannabis and all those other horrible meds that the pharmaceutical, you know, the pharmaceutical companies wants you to purchase. Debilitating and and non-progressive as far as quality of, uh, you know, quality of life. It didn't get any better. It got worse. Cannabis, I think her name was Donna. I can't remember. But anyway, what a sweet lady directly benefiting from the medical benefits of cannabis. And again, why would I need to make her come in? You know? And so I think I think we should be getting behind that. So anyway, the bill cleared the committee unanimously, three to zero, two members absent from the vote. That's convenient, right? Maybe somebody slipped some COVID in their Dr. Pepper. You know, like we can't have these guys at the committee meeting. What are we going to do? I don't know. Like, you know, maybe... You know, cough in their drink. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Nobody should do that. It's horrible. 
This action came days after the panel advanced separate legislation related to establishing a working group to study therapeutic potential of psilocybin. So anyway, the text of the proposal, which was slightly amended by the panel, discusses a wide range of conditions like pain. It says that cannabis has been demonstrated, ba 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 So the legislator further finds that such conditions have been broadly economic stability. It would just make a simple statutory change to the state's existing medical cannabis, and then they'll just self-certify. So that's what we got there. Let's keep cruising. Um, I got to bring this up, and, and a lot of people probably know this. Maybe they don't. Cannabis moment again. Shikari, remember her? She'd lost her mother. Calm down on a little uh, naturally growing substance. Doesn't require a prescription. Just kidding. I mean, it shouldn't. It grows out of the ground, you know. But anyway, she uh, peed dirty and then couldn't compete in the Olympics. But there was a Russian skater who was on an actual performance-enhancing drug. And uh, we'll read this and then was allowed to fly. So there's some... You know, Shikari basically goes, man, you do it, you know, you guys messing with me because I'm black. And it's like, well, maybe, you know, I mean, because why? I mean, because if, if you take, you know, you take one thing and another thing and one thing gets to go and another one doesn't get to go. And you're like, well, this guy did the same thing as that guy. I mean, what, what, why, why shouldn't she think that? I mean, what else would she think? You know, I'm black. I'm a woman. You know, you hate the U.S.? You know, what's the deal? But anyway, a U.S. sprinter, Shikari, she was uh, suspended from competing in last year's Summer Olympics. And uh, she's challenging uh, the recent decision to allow a Russian skater to continue to participate in this month's Winter Games in Beijing, despite the discovery that she tested positive for a banned PED. So it was a big deal when Shikari did it, you know, and her reason was weird. You know, but now the runner is openly openly questioning why she faced serious consequences when Russian skater Camilla Beliva um, said on believing, I'm high on believing, Camilla Beliva. I'm sorry. Who helped her team bring home gold in one race and is considered the favorite for a separate race as being allowed to compete even after testing positive for a banned substance? I mean, can you get any clearly wrong than that? You know, so Shikari, she tweeted, can we get a solid answer on the difference of her situation and mine's? Mine's. My mother died and I can't run and was also favored to place top three. The only difference I see is I'm a black young lady. What, what, what else? What, what else you got? And it's not even a performance enhancing drug. So she, uh, and she says she led her to use cannabis in a legal state. It was, it was legally allowed. And it's not a performance enhancer. So it's certainly a legitimate question as black people have historically tended to be held a higher and more discriminatory standard. You know, uh, the doping drug that Believe it has to positive for, and I'm going to have fun pronouncing this, trimetazidine is known to increase exercise duration and improve cardiac performance. Um, the sort of things you would want increased if you wanted to beat the other person you were racing against. Cannabis, you would never prep your pre-run. It just... It doesn't enhance in in the way that that does. So all of this said, there are also some other functional differences between the cases. Um, Richardson's suspicion was a decision made by the U.S. anti-doping, uh, which doesn't operate in compliance with the international rules. 
Avaliva, meanwhile, was temporarily suspended after the results of her positive doping test were disclosed. Uh, they later lifted the temporary suspension only to be challenged. But on Friday, an international body that resolves these type of disputes uh, rejected the challenge and permitted Avaliva uh, to continue to participate. Um, however, some penalties were imposed. Uh, there will be no medal ceremony held for her event if she finishes in the top three. That's hilarious. Uh, while Richardson said she felt that the race may have played a factor in the two different outcomes, CAS said that the reason was principally related to the fact that the 15-year-old skater is a minor and therefore a protected person who is subject to a different standard. Oh. Well, man, I didn't even know she was only 15. I mean, there's a 15-year-old all doped up on zippity-dappity-dean. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, you're going to let a 15-year-old hopped up on mesotrizidazidine? And uh, a 15-year-old? I mean, she needs a licking and grounded. She needs to pee clean from tramazamidine for six months before she can even have her Game Boy back. Or is it a Twitch? I don't know. But anyway, that does seem to be a devil standard, don't it? And so we're just going to talk about South Dakota quickly and keep moving on. Cannabis moment. I do have other things to talk about. We're going to talk about THCO here in a second. But uh, and then I got this crazy cop story coming up. But uh, I just want to cover this quick. South Dakota lawmakers approve cannabis legalization and taxation bills and committee. And again, of course they would. Good news from Pierre. says South Dakota for better marijuana laws. A rec uh, cannabis legalization bill has passed through Senate committee. Uh, let's see. Uh, now the bill goes to the full Senate, which means that they need you in South Dakota to call and email your state senator right now. Tell them that you strongly support legalizing cannabis for adults two, one and over. Tell them to restore the will of the peeps. Tell them that we should not need to do a second ballot initiative to enact a law that South Dakota voters clearly support. So one, if you're not sure who your state senator is, look them up, dummy. Or send us a message and we can look them up for you. HDHTPS dot dot backslash double openstates.org backslash find lower line your lower line legislator. Send your state senator an email and call them directly. You can find your state senator's email and phone number on this page. South Dakota legislator.gov backslash legislators backslash contacts backslash 64. Call the state capitol today and leave a message for your state senator. The number is 605-773-3821. Again, 605-773-3821. Call the state capitol. Tell your state and senator to pass this through. Uh, the original bill set a possession limit of four OZs for adults, but the sponsor filed a committee member, committee amendment to cut that in half, of course, you know. You should have went six, went down to four like any good gambler or bluffer. State Department of Revenue would be responsible for regulating it. Local municipalities would be able to opt out. We'll talk about that in another state. Uh, but uh, the bill also stipulates that nobody with a felony conviction could hold a cannabis business. I, I don't even know why they care. You know, it's almost like who cares? You know, I mean, the, we, we're, we're letting the murderer mine crypto and mine not you know that had to be considered felonious you know we got some i don't even know some sort of steeped in some dark crime has now uh, shook the hand of the governor and is now doing crypto and mine not like a huge kind of operation you know so i'm not so sure you know just because you're a felon you can't have a store you know 
But anyway, the South Dakota taxation uh, separately approved a bill to establish a tax policy, and they were quick to go. We stay, kept it just as prescribed under the voter-approved uh, voter initiative. It's 15%. But back like they're doing people a favor, and 15% still, like, you know, more than I'd want to pay. So anyway, here's a different article, MJ Biz Daily. Joan Soda, remember them? By his Canadian firm, raises $11 million and step towards cannabis drink. So Joan Soda, these are the freaks that would do the stinking soda that tasted like turkey, biscuits and gravy, like mashed potatoes. I never I never got down. I couldn't, man. I, I looked at them. I mean, I like the blue one and the red one. But uh, if they made a cannabis drink, I mean, I'd look at it, you know. I'd look at it a little bit, you know. I'd look at it. You know, maybe open the cap and sniff a little of the bubbles, you know? Okay, well, of <laughs> Talking D with Wilson every Thursday here at KRWF 95.9, RadioFreeFargo.org. That's what you're listening to. We're talking about cannabis in a positive light. We're talking about cannabis legalization. And just general, what happened last week in weed? Woof. Whoa, is what we call it. Here on 95.9. Okay, so let's talk about Joan Soda. Uh, they bought this company, uh, for $11 million, and they're going to use it to do cannabis-infused bevs and edible business line. Uh, Joan Soda is going to enter the cannabis beverage. Uh, they did a $2 million convertible debenture. Everybody knows what that means. I don't have to explain that. But uh, anyway, uh, let's see. I must be somewhere else where they talk about, uh, like, how much. So let's see. What are we going to talk about? Let's talk about this thing. Now, this is an old story, like 2019, except I don't know that a lot of people know about it, and, and it got brought up. This is from the San Antonio Current, February 15th of this year. A North Dakota or a North Texas defense attorney shared this video after representing driver stopped by this cop. Current day. So this is an old video that's resurfaced. All right, so... It's a dash cam video shared by a Fort Worth criminal defense lawyer, and you can uh, Google it. Shows a, uh, say, a trooper taking a hit from a cannabis vape pen he confiscated from a suspect. Nerdy dog. Clip is from 2019. It was posted to YouTube because he's representing drivers who were stopped by the same guy, and they want to ensure others know about the incident. Uh, the public should find it abhorrent anytime there's a breach of public trust. We place people in a position to trust, and they enforce the law. Now, I wonder if these guys that's gotten busted by him has any sort of whatever. So the trooper, Chad Harden resigned from the DPS last August. He pleaded guilty to tampering with drug evidence and was ordered to serve two years probation as part of the deal. Uh, evidence tampering is punishable by up to 10 years in prison, according to that report. So that seems, Oh, he, he goes, I accidentally inhaled THC as stupidly as that sounds, but you see the audio clip. He's hitting that like a veteran. Feel me? Yeah, he's had that in his hand before. I mean, if he had accidentally THC inhaled, he'd have looked like a fruit ball. Like, he'd be holding it like in his thumb. And, you know, maybe he'd be like kissing it, like going, like making little fishy, like inhales. He don't know. Right. But if you look at him, he's holding it just like a professional, just like a professional THC vapor. So that's an interesting article. Yeah, Google it up. Uh, Chad Harden Trooper DPS. And there's like the whole video. And like I said, there's nothing accidental about that. Now, we're going to talk about, and I'm going to lead up to THCO here. 
But uh, this is from Cannabis Now. Hemp-derived cannabinoids create controversy in Washington State. And I'm just going to kind of propose a kind of quick thing because, you know, it's always funny how when you demonize a certain thing and the smarter people get and the way the technology and the extraction processes and the way the workarounds, I mean, it just, I mean, just look at fentanyl. Fentanyl was just a uh, synthetic thing that isn't required opium. You know, so you got all these people out trying to bust for opium and then you got fentanyl taking over. Well, this is like all legal substances that begin to be illegal, you know, and then until you start seeing case studies and results and then all of a sudden you start thinking, well, nobody's even going to dispensaries anymore or nobody even cares about legalization because THC Delta 9 just you guys took so long dragging your feet legalizing the right thing to legalizing the cannabis, the Delta, you know, the, the right Delta. But instead, you drug your feet and everybody's came up with their own Deltas. And now we've got subsidiaries of those Deltas. You know, they're being washed in acid. And we'll talk about it. But come on. I mean, it was like you guys waited too long and now nobody cares about THC. Go ahead and legalize it or don't. I'm on Delta 8. I'm on Delta 10. I found Delta 617-A works better than THC Delta 9. You know what I mean? Like, don't bother legalizing it. We don't care. We've made so many other kinds. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like name brand and generic. Somebody just figured out how to tweak the tweak, and now we're, you know, just go to the dollar dollar tree. You know? But I don't know. I got kind of sidetracked. So anyway, hemp-derived cannabinoids create controversy in Washington State. Proposed bill in, in Washington would end that state's boom in Delta 8 THC and other, and here's the thing, alternative products with hemp-derived intoxicating cannabinoids. So in the plant world, hemp is cannabis, and cannabis is hemp. Uh, a simple and straightforward situation until humans and money became involved. Uh, hemp is a term legally defined as cannabis. I'll give you just like a little background. But uh, after the great CBD crash, the latest boom cycle is powered by intoxicating products made with hemp-derived cannabinoids from CBD, Delta-8, Delta-9, hemp-derived, and a few others such as THCO. And we'll talk about THCO here next article. So while the quality and potency can be erratic, these products work. That is, they get you high. And since they're almost all unregulated, they're much more widely available than tightly controlled adult-use cannabis. That's what I'm saying. So, who can, you know, sometimes you wait too long. You waited too long. You know, you made a big deal out of it. It's like kind of like whack-a-mole. You kept hollering down this one hole. You can't come out, mole. Meanwhile, there's 65 other holes popping up and moles are everywhere. That's kind of what happened. And I kind of just came up with that analogy. It was pretty good, wasn't it? This isn't great for the U.S. adult use cannabis industry who have yet another off-market competitor. So it's great for U.S. hemp farmers. So shout out to hemp farmers. And uh, you can find this product, these products online, convenience stores, and often at a lower price without age restriction. Cannabis versus hemp. So a threatened cannabis industry lashing out against hemp producers is one way to understand what's going on in Washington. So uh, impairing cannabinoid products are pushing to regulate any impairing cannabinoid product. But I would, I would interject that we're talking about impairing cannabinoids out of CBD that... I mean, there, there shouldn't be any impairing in there, but it, but somehow we can get all kinds of impairment out of CBD, which in its root form is, is as far away from impairing as impaired is from itself. So in this view, uh, Senate bill, blah, 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 uh, pushing to extend the ban on hemp drive Delta 8. 
And so it's basically sumer protection. They have over cannabis drive Delta 9 THC. So let's see. Conflicting industry. That's the same line. Uh, let's see here. I don't know. Like I said, we're going to keep moving on. But it's it's interesting to me how because and then then you got all these like they're isolating. So you got CBG, CBN. When will it stop? I mean, it's funny how again they fixated on one THC cannabinoid. Meanwhile, there's just all this stuff. So this is from Leafly. Uh, you can Google THCO yourself. This is just a quick. I just want to emphasize, though, that it's a synthetic compound derived from hemp via Delta-8. So it starts as CBD, then it becomes Delta-8, and then that gets washed with acid, people. So it's it sounds horrible, you know, but apparently it's a hemp-derived compound, THCO acetate, that's three times stronger than regular Delta-9 THC. And check this out. It's also like shroomies, apparently. Apparently it's like shrooms. So it's quickly gained popularity among Americans, and I think you can buy it in town. Like, I'm a cleaner, so I've seen those THCO tubes in the trash. Just saying. THCO's appeal lies in its potency and its legal status. Again, it's three times stronger. It's been called a psychedelic cannabinoid. And uh, it's derived from federally legal hemp. So the THCO products become increasingly popular in the states where the consumers don't have access. And now that Delta 8, its trendy cousin, has been outlawed in some states, THCO star may rise even faster. But I can't imagine you not, you know, being dirty. Uh, apparently, the U.S. military started studying THCO in 1949. Uh, they observed it eroded dogs' muscle coordination twice as much. <laughs> don't know what that means. Uh, 1978, uh, they combined a cannabis extract with acetic and hydride, but over the following years, THCO did not enter the illicit market. So it since it didn't seem to be a growing problem, they declined further investigation into the usual compound. Uh, experts say this process should be only done under controlled lab conditions due to health risks involved. Uh, it's a highly flammable compound that's added, like this acid is added to THC molecules and it's just crazy how that stuff happens. So here we are at the end of Canada Talking D with Wilson. Every Thursday I get in here for 420, open a big fat bag of cannabis news. And what a good time we had. Music at 95.9 FM, KRFF, LP Radio Free Fargo is being underwritten by Orange Records. Orange Records offers a variety of new and used music on vinyl and CD, as well as a large selection of posters, DVDs, and much more. Orange Records buys used vinyl, CDs, and cassettes. Orange Records is located at 641 First Avenue North in downtown Fargo. They're open noon to 630 Tuesday through Saturday winter hours and are closed on Sundays and Mondays. Search Orange Record Fargo on Facebook for updates and new arrivals and special events. Well, yeehaw, people. I feel good about that. And by that, I mean the underwriter. And by this, I mean the kind of talk and D with Wilson you just heard. Now, I got brand new Future Islands. I just remember, man, seeing Future Islands doing that I'll be waiting on you or whatever when he was like punching his own heart on David Letterman. Crazy. King of Sweden, Future Islands. (laughs) 
As we slowly fade out, King of Sweden, Future Islands. That is brand stinking new, and everything you've heard today has been brand stinking new. Here on KRWF 95.9, RadioFreeFargo.org, it's streaming. Can of Talk Indeed with Wilson. I'm your boy, Wilson. We talk about cannabis in a positive light. I'm going to be back here next Thursday, but if you just showed up now, you're too late, and you missed it. And it was a humdinger, but if you want to check it out again, com on YouTube, minus the music. I'll uh, post uh, a reminder on Kenetak and D on Instagram. I don't have any other social medias. That's the only spot that I post up. Again, this show is brought to you by Black Cottage Alchemy at blackcottagealchemy.com, Black Black Cottage Alchemy on Facebook. Uh, Body Butter's got 1,600 megs of CBD, a bunch of oils in there, a bunch of other stuff. I forgot the jar, but uh, you can read the back of the label at Tochi Products. Come on downtown, have yourself something wet and liquidy or maybe substantive and grain-filled, and then go to Toji Products and check out my sponsor, Black Cottage Alchemy, blackcottagealchemy.com. Thank you for, again, sponsoring this show. Right after me is Stinky Arts Music Mart, I think. I didn't get on the Discord. He's probably maybe not, but I don't know. Normally I see his face in the window by now, but again, it's still a little early. But uh, I'm going uh, to jump out of here. So it's been real fun. It's been real good. Educate yourself so you can benefit. <laughs> educate yourself so you can educate others on the benefits of cannabis. And we'll meet you back here. Same time, same back channel. Four o'clock, I'm in the door. 420, I open a big fat bag of cannabis news. So come on back next Thursday. Be good to yourselves. Here's David Allen, Judgment Day. Peace.